Good morning. Thank you all for joining. Today we're going to talk and discuss colonialism in America, focusing in Latin America and South America. We will be focusing on the use of symbols in literary films and work, as well as in dehumanization, and we will later use all of this and compare and contrast with the different literary pieces, films, and discussions that we have had and seen throughout the course. So first off, it is important to note that the team decided to watch the Guatemalan movie Ixcanul, which is translated to Volcano in English, to get a deeper sense of how colonialism has affected Latin America, especially underdeveloped regions such as Guatemala, which is what the movie is about. Our group has had the advantage of experiencing and witnessing the different realities of the same problem in different countries in Latin America, which is the traces of colonialism that affect the majority of people in our countries, both directly and indirectly. This podcast aims to explore the extent at which natives of Latin American countries are forced to accept the civilization of post-colonialist powers, but at the price of their identity and customs. The movie we chose for purposes of this project shows the contrasting realities of the people in Guatemala, showing how even though the colonizers and the colonized stand relatively close to each other geographically, their privilege and fate couldn't be further apart. Yeah, I think something important before we start getting in depth with the topic, with the movie, with the conversation, is just pointing out why we decided this topic. So why with so many options, as we all know, colonialism affected every single region of the world mostly, and there are different topics. Why did we choose Latin America? So personally for me, and I think that this can apply to almost all of you as well, in school I learned to praise and admire Cristóbal Colón and of the conquistadors, I learned about the ships, I learned every single detail about their expeditions, but I, I learned their history and saw them as idols. I never took into account or consideration the effects of their actions in society at the time and how their actions are affecting me now and affecting my country and different areas of my country that I didn't even know were being affected by this. I think Colombia is a country that has been stained by colonial rule and we see different areas in the country especially in the corners that have been affected by colonial rule. I think that this topic opened my eyes to the reality of what is happening in Colombia and South America in general, I think, and has taken me out of this invisible bubble in a way. And I think that colonialism is something that affects all of us. And once we just, once we just take into account how it affects our country, we, we take it more seriously. There are many reasons why I'm personally drawn to this topic and movie. And as you said, it's particularly interesting to me, as it is said in my home region, as is the case with all of you, our home region of Latin America. And also, this film looks into a variety of factors that exist in life in Latin America. Among these, the role of religion, the influence of parents and family, the hardships of poverty, and among many others. And whether it's directly or indirectly, I have personally dealt with the topics that are that we are to discuss today. And so being able to relate to the topic of discussion will hopefully produce an interesting conversation today. Um, Jonathan, I agree with what you said about how I was also um, expected to idolize Christopher Columbus and the conquistadors all the time. And um, personally, what grasped my attention towards this topic was the idea of how post-colonialist trends are also present in the country I grew up in. Um, I pause a moment to think, what is the reality of post-colonialism for my people specifically? 
And I know for a fact that I have been a witness of the humanizing expressions regarding the gap between the natives and the Latinos. But um, it is crucial to take a step further and think how and when this happens. And additionally, the fact that the film we chose for analysis takes place in Guatemala encouraged me to want to open my eyes and see another reality of the life in my country and the tools and symbols used in the film to convey this message. I also completely agree with what all of you said and with a different perspective coming from a different city in Colombia. It is very interesting that my school, which was an American school, was named after Cristobal Columbus and it's called the Columbus School. So this really emphasizes how we were always taught to idolize uh, colonizers and we never really studied or went into depth to the negative effects or the repercussions in the long term of colonization in Latin America. And more specifically, I really liked how this movie really exposed us to gender roles. Um, I believe that colonialism has greatly affected gender roles in the world, but more specifically in Latin America, where the impact is still greatly seen. The societies in Latin America, and speaking from the Colombian perspective, are male-dominated, and most important parts of society have barriers for women to make important decisions and take roles in uh, areas such as businesses and politics. Um, analyzing the movie, as it was mentioned before, uh, the movie takes place in Guatemala. And um, in regards to the country itself, Guatemala has 17.25 million inhabitants, from which 43.75% are indigenous, further divided into 24 different ethnic groups. The story of colonialism in Guatemala goes way back to the classic tale of Christopher Columbus discovering America and proceeding to settling in the land. Guatemalan territory is no exception. The fight between the colonizers and the colonized took a drastic turn when in September of 1821, Guatemala was finally able to claim independence from the Spanish. Nonetheless, since that moment, the equality between invaders and natives has not ever been close to being equal. Even though organizations like the UN have ratified the rights of indigenous groups in Guatemala in order to defy the traces post-colonialist empire have left behind, The greatest problems a member of these groups face in modern day society are social exclusion, racism, and deprivation of their ways of life. So now I am going to continue with a summary of the movie. So the, mov the movie Is Canul was directed by Jairo Bustamante and it was released in 2015. Not only it is the first film made in Cachel Mayan language, but it was also Guatemala's entry into the Academy Awards last year. Ixcanul is the Cachel name for an active volcano on which teenage Maria lives with her parents in a small village of rural Guatemala. They grow coffee and live on the volcano slopes, completely isolated from the modern world. Maria has been promised in marriage to Ignacio, but she wants to run away with Pepe, who is leaving for the United States in hope for a better future. She is fascinated with stories of America and what she can find at the other side of the volcano. America is where she really wants to be. Exactly, and I'll take over with the second part of the summary. So in order for her to convince Pepe to take her with him to the United States, Maria finds him one night as he's drinking heavily with the other village men and easily convinces him to have sex with her. As is expected, Maria obviously becomes pregnant. And from there, things begin to get complicated for Maria, forcing her into a harsh confrontation with the modern world. Because of her pregnancy, the family is afraid that Ignacio will call off the wedding and drive the family out of his property, 
which would leave them homeless. So the only solution seems to be to repel the snakes that are in the fields and prepare the field for the next harvest in order to satisfy Ignacio. Following this, Maria is told one day that her pregnancy will drive off the snakes if she walks through the fields. And so, in order to save her family from becoming homeless, she agrees to perform this ritual. To make matters worse, the ritual obviously doesn't work, and she is bit by a poisonous snake and rushed to the hospital in the city, becoming the first time that we see the family exit their isolated community and go into the city. There, Maria and her family are not able to communicate to the hospital staff due to the fact that they don't speak or understand Spanish. And so a doctor ends up saving Maria's life, but informs her that her baby has passed away. They make her sign a document with her fingerprint that was supposed to be an acknowledgement of federal aid that is given to underprivileged patients. However, um, the hospital gave Maria a coffin, but she decides that she is unavailable, unable to get closure from the baby's death until she sees the corpse herself. So what ends up happening towards the end of the movie is that Maria escapes from her home to go and find the buried casket. And when she opens it, she finds that her baby has been stolen from her because there's nothing except from a brick. And so she goes back to the hospital in search of an explanation, but the staff accuses her of illegally selling her baby. And what becomes evident is that the lack of communication caused a confusion and Maria is unable to recover her baby. So this being said, Let's dive deeper into the movie, its symbols, and how it connects with colonialism and its relations today. Yeah, I think I like that Javier did a perfect job explaining the movie. I think that one of the main symbols in the movie are animals, as, as we saw in multiple of the films we have seen or in the different books. So, in other words, I think uh, animals usually symbolize something, whether it's dehumanization or a sort of superiority in in white tiger for instance we see how ballroom expresses his happiness and he compares himself to a dog so in this case it's for me personally it's not so much as the humanization as a feeling of sentiment towards a family and then in palace to india we see apes which are also which also symbolize in a way and then in this movie as both i like and javier said we see a lot of snakes snake fields snake have a religious meaning and all of that and then the beginning scene which is very impactful because you see how maria and her mom are trying to get a, a pig pregnant and also pigs play a huge role in the movie and in the entire sequence of the film just as it starts toward towards the ending as well so i think in general i just want to know what you guys think animals represent in this film especially the snake and the and the pigs and what like why were they incorporated by the director i think it's a very powerful tool um that the director chose to open the movie with a scene showing maria helping a couple of pigs um reproduce um the pig is described in the movie or like shown in the movie as a horny animal that is only used for this purpose like reproduction um and in this movie specifically i think that pigs symbolize the colonized while the snake, which is shown later in the scene, is shown as the colonizer. As the snakes, at the end of the day, are what force Maria and her family away from the farm and deprive them from producing and therefore earning money. Yes, and something that I want to add is the biblical and religious reference of snake in Adam and Eve. 
Um, Guatemala is a primarily Catholic country, so I think the director of the movie also wanted to play around with religion since the snake in multiple religions has an evil connotation. Snakes are killed in the movie by plantation workers because they are intruders in their territory, and this, we think, relates to the relationship of colonizers. Yeah, I think it's something very interesting also to point out is how we never see snakes with pigs like in the same scene. And I think this could just depict the, a barrier. There's sort of a superiority complex for the colonizer and then the colonizer just feels inferior to them or there are different barriers that do not let them join in a way. And I think it's also interesting to consider thinking about modern day in Colombia, what is Colombia nowadays and many many other countries in Latin America, in Latin America. I'm going to give an example. Here we say, es un cerdo, which literally translates to she is a pig or he's a pig. And this goes back to many ideas such as corruption or it's usually a bad connotation. And it's usually connected to disgust or a bad feeling. And I think it's evident that the use of pigs in the movie is, is shown to show how the colonized or inferior to the colonizer and how they, they're used like for a sexual purpose in a way as as I said at the beginning the first literally the first scene is Maria and her mom trying to impregnate a pig so I think the use of the pig in the first scene is just a way of saying here uh, the colonized the colonized are pigs in a way they are just used to satisfy the colonized demands and I think that is something very interesting in the movie and then on the contrary snakes usually in Latin American societies when when you're told like you're a snake or something that people do not see you attack and I think that's exactly what colonizers are they just appear from out of nowhere and they they just make you get scared and go away from your land yeah thanks for that Jonathan thanks for for sharing that with us and I definitely agree that the symbol of animals is extremely present in this film and then going on as we consider nature I think the use of the volcano is, and, and the title itself conveys a sort of division between the colonizers and the colonized. And what, like, I would at, like to ask you, what does the volcano represent to you? And what does this symbolize or show in post-colonialism? So um, I want to start that question by saying that I think the volcano represents uh, safety and isolation because the volcano serves as the division that secludes Maria's community from the outside and technically the more developed world or the more civilized world. It symbolizes the community's effort to preserve their native traditions against the external forces of globalization, urbanization, and a Western-style development. It is also the presence of the volcano as a natural barrier that allows the community to continue their way of living and not being exposed to the outside world. Um, I think it also serves as, as a religious symbol because the people of the village praise nature and everything it includes because it is what gives them money and something they can they praise. So it represent the volcano represents an entity of nature that is way bigger bigger than them, which makes the community fear and praise the volcano at the same time. And um, adding to what Elida said, I think that the the point about the volcano being a barrier between like the darkness and the light. There's a scene in the movie where they um, say that to the other side of the volcano is the United States completely disregarding that Mexico is in the middle of like this um, 
passage to civilization. So I think this really shows how in one side of the volcano there is light and in the other one there is complete darkness. Yeah, I agree. I think that the volcano represents the isolation and the sort of security for Maria's family. I don't know if for her specifically since she wants to escape her isolation in a way. I think that the idea that the volcano is a protective mechanism for her family for, further adds value and this might be a reason why they praise to it. I think, I don't know why, when I was just watching the film and analyzing it as I saw the volcano and they said that it was a isolation mechanism, sort of a barrier, I started thinking about the Western Wall in Israel, just thinking about how the Jewish people, I, I have gone three or four times, I every time I go I have to pray there, it's it's literally a very important religious symbol and I think I might think the volcano plays an important role, though it's not as symbolic or it does not have a, such a meaning, I think for the people in that region of Guatemala, it could be very important. And I think that now as we see the religious figure of the volcano, I think it's just important to consider the role that religion plays in post-colonial nations in general. We have seen throughout the films, the, the books, everything we have seen, that one of the purpose for colonizers was imposing and spreading the religion and just trying to educate the people from the colonizers with their religion and in order to brainwash them in a way. So I don't know how you see, what do you think of this and how do you see these issues affecting our countries nowadays and how religion and education have been uh, like influenced by religion? Oh yeah, thanks for, for bringing the topic of, of religion um, to, to this conversation. And so in this in this film, we see the struggle between two religions actually. So in the first in the first scene we observe Maria and her mother praying outside their home and they conclude the prayer with a Christian cross symbol. And as we know from colonial history, Christianity was brought to the Americas by the European colonists. The conversion of the natives was one of the three driving factors actually, uh the three C's that fueled imperialism for centuries. And so in this film Maria and her family seem to have adopted Christianity, but only to a certain extent, as they also balance it with their own native religious traditions. For example, before the snake walk, we watch a traditional ritual where Maria is spread with some sort of incense or smoke by a native religious priest. So what do you think about the balance of the two religions? I think it is very interesting to see how the family juggles their own traditions and religion on one hand, and then the religion that was imposed onto them centuries before on the other hand. I think this is a perfect example of how the effects of of colonialism are still alive today. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying, Alida, is exactly what one of the lessons of White Tiger, or what I was able to take off White Tiger, I think, we see how religion is corrupting kids and affecting education. Like in the film, religion makes Maria believe in these religious ceremonies and she starts walking in a field full of snakes, which is something crazy. I don't know if there was actually a religious meaning or if it was just like something in their community, but it's, it's something very weird. And I think one of the most important moments in this film is when Maria's mom literally tells her daughter to stop believing everything that she's told. And I think it's worth considering how other religious views, considering gender roles and and rituals, might actually be preventing regions from developing. So, for instance, in the the film, we see how Maria is always 
seen as inferior because she's a woman, she has to follow her mom, but this this has like a connotation with religion since this is something you learn from when you're born because you follow certain customs. So I think this, this is something very interesting. Yeah, so moving on and touching what you just said, I think over the course and especially in this movie, we have seen the importance of gender roles in colonialism and post-colonialism, more specifically in Latin America, and this is very emphasized in the movie, we see that women must stay at home. This is a phrase that is continuously repeated throughout the movie and that in many Latin American cultures is still seen today. Um, so I want to go into some examples of the movie. For example, first, when meeting her future husband, uh, they emphasize the importance of Maria be being a virgin. Not only that, but the future's husband's family, uh, so Ignacio's family, asks a very important uh, asks certain questions that are very important in the gender roles for their marriage. For example, they begin by asking uh, whether Maria is a is a good housewife, to which Maria's mom responds, trying to sell her and say like uh, that she knows how to cook, that she knows how to harvest, that she is very fertile. And this demonstrates that it is important for women to be submissive and that women are a symbol for conquered land. There are also several scenes where the mother and daughter are cooking and doing house chores while the dad reads a magazine after being in the fieldwork because this is how the gender roles are portrayed. And this is still very evident in many Latin American cultures today. Not only that, but Maria also obeys when having sexual relationships uh, with men, such as when she had her se sexual relationship with Pepe. She didn't want to do some of the things that happened after. And then when she gets pregnant with someone who is not her intended husband, her mother decides that she has to get rid of it. This is when Maria tries to abort by taking some um, different pills, by jumping on rocks and doing other things. Uh, but uh, definitely... They, the family discovered that the world really like wanted the baby to come into the world. So based on their spirituality, they allowed for the pregnancy to continue. Maria's father also uh, represents the gender roles when he blames his wife for her daughter's pregnancy and saying, you did not watch her and woman. And this is why I have told you that woman should stay at home. Maria's father is not happy with her pregnancy. Her pregnancy. And when her mom states that this attitude will change, Maria says, that her dad's attitude will not change only because Maria is pregnant with a girl and not a boy. So this shows how the gender roles are very, very illustrated in this movie and specifically with Maria's father because he was never completely satisfied with having a daughter. He wanted to have a son. Uh, this is seen throughout the movie and more specifically when he tells Ignacio that when he and Maria marry, he will finally have a man at home. Even today, I think that we see a lot of violence towards women, and not only in Guatemala, but um, in other countries of Latin America and the world. And this happens as women decide that they are going to start changing their roles in, in society. It is evident that a big portion of the male population still thinks that women are inferior and are like damsels in distress. But we are seeing a change as women ask for more equality But in a way, I feel like this has also led to more violence. Yeah, I think that different movements, different ideologies have created a more equal business landscape in a way, which is something that 50 years ago, or even less women would not have imagined possible. I think in society, I don't know if it 
it occurs over the world, but in Latin America, I every day in the news at least there's a, a case of a of a male hitting a woman. And while before this could could have been normal, I think society is advancing in a way in which now when this appears in the news, the person who committed the crime, the one who hit the woman, is is insulted. He receives uh, he's like left out of society in a way. He receives this like go to the corner kind of behavior and I think this occurs with celebrities with everyone I think this is a room for change but again I think this is unacceptable and I think that colonialism started this trend as we saw with Kurtz's uh, and with all of these characters we see women very naive and they're just they're just there to make men happy they don't have really a purpose in society but now as society advances I think this is changing and I think that as we talk about this topic such as language and all of this which which sort of divide the population I think it's important to just dive deeper into this language I think as we see in the film the lack of communication as Javier said at the beginning makes Maria give her baby away over colonization it is clear that language was a huge barrier and is used by colonizers and those in power such as that I would take advantage of naive people such as Maria who in this case, did not talk Spanish, did not understand Spanish, and put their trust on Raúl, who they they imagined he was a nice guy. He wouldn't sell the baby away. Like, who would imagine that? And I think it is important to just, I want just to know your perspective on how do you see the role of language affecting society today and how post-colonialism has had a huge effect on, on language and on barriers. Um, so in the movie specifically, the three languages that are mentioned are Cachiquel, Spanish, and English, which are portrayed as uh, ways to show superiority, inferiority, and inequality. Um, there's a scene where Maria is talking to Pepe about him crossing the border, leaving to the United States for a better future. And she says to him, you better learn Spanish before you even think about learning English. This shows how the latter has several steps to be climbed and he is still at the bottom of it. And if he goes one step further, he will learn Spanish. And then one step further, will learn English. Um, also, all throughout the movie, language is a part of the culture. And in the city where is where the resources are at, people speak Spanish, putting the natives at immediate disadvantage. Yeah, I think that the language plays a huge role in colonialism, as it is just another dividing barrier, basically. And if I may, I would like to introduce another transcendental topic that I was thinking about just now, and that also came about when I was watching the film. The film, And it is a question that, interestingly enough, connects to many of the conversations that we had in class this semester. So as a class, we discussed and agreed on the fact that every society is entitled to its own culture and traditions. And it is not up to us as an outside group to say or evaluate the content of that given culture. A perfect example that comes to mind just right now is how we condemn the colonialist attitudes found in, for example, Babington Macaulay's Minute on Indian Education, about how the Indian language and literature lacked intelligence and value when compared to the British language and literature. We can all agree that this is not right. However, my question to you is, as outsiders, where do we draw the line between respecting the different cultures of each society and protecting the basic human rights that we believe should be universal? And I ask this question as it relates to the film scenes of arranged marriage 
and uh, forced abortion, for example? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting question, Hayat. Thank you for bringing it up. I think it's one of the questions we just have to analyze and consider. And I think this is one of the biggest takeaways of the course, just considering this question on your own. I think there's no right answer, but on the one hand, we know that we have to respect traditions and cultures that have been practiced for centuries and that maybe our families have imposed to us. But then on the other hand, we know that the practice of imposing a lifelong partner on someone without the consent is simply cruel and, and inhumane. So in doing so, we're denying that individual from experiencing true love. So I think that there are like different points of view and it's just it's just a very controversial topic. Exactly. So that, that's a great analysis you just made. And then there's a second problem about abortion. So the film does not show Maria's interest to abort her baby at any point in time. What we do see instead is her mother's initiative to try to kill the baby in order to prevent bringing shame and homelessness to the family. Again, while different cultures have their own opinion about the delicate topic of abortion and their own way of resolving things, I guess, are we wrong to think that forcing someone to eliminate the life inside their womb is a bad thing? Um, I believe this is a very difficult question and that you can analyze it from many different ways. But um, I think that human rights should be protected first because there are many people in different cultures who are manipulated to have different beliefs and in many cases do not even um, agree or have access to information to be able to make authentic decisions. So they just follow what their group believes and, co and their commands. Um, I think that this makes it evident that the abortion con controversy is also evident in underdeveloped regions of Latin American countries. Like this controversy is found everywhere. However, um, since the people from these underdeveloped regions don't have enough medical resources, their ways of execution are different. And in regards to what Javier said about the colonizers drawing the line um, or evaluating like the natives' customs and traditions, I feel that the real issue lies in the natives being left with no other option. That is to say, if they want to be a part of civilization, survive and just thrive and be a winner in society, they have to give up their culture. It's just a secondary repercussion that takes place. So overall, I think that all of the aspects that we have discussed, dehumanization, religion, language, gender roles, And just as Javier said, the question about how to respect culture while protecting human rights are ideas that are affecting our society and continue to do so every day. It is evident that colonialism has a long-lasting effect in society, and all of these aspects serve, serve as barriers and a way to divide us rather than unite us. Thus, colonialism is still dividing and affecting society, who is in the hands of those powerful nations that have had a history of colonizing and abusing power. Yeah, I think that we have seen once and again the long-lasting effects of colonialism, as you said, Fer, but I wonder, and I think this is something just to consider as we move forward in life, although we might not be so, so connected to this idea of colonialism, but is there going to be like a moment in time in which the effects will cease to exist? I think that as developing countries continue to develop, we see citizens of what is known as first world countries take advantage of economic opportunities in developing countries. Just as, just as it was explained in White Tiger, in the in the passage, it literally says that he has to take advantage of the real estate now because he knows that once the country develops in a way, the 
the people from the U.S. and other developed countries are just going to enter and take advantage. But I think this is just a new period of colonialism. After all, everyone loves power, and today, more than ever, we see how colonization has had long-lasting effects on society. And I think that overall, as time passes, I, I, don't, I personally don't see the effects of colonialism getting blurry or disappearing. I rather see new, new stages of colonialism occurring in which countries like Colombia, like, uh, Guatemala, and other developing countries in this region especially, are going to be exploited for the resources or just for different industries to try and get get the market. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that watching this film and then having analyzing it has been a extremely rewarding experience um, just because it has opened our eyes to so much stuff and has made us to have to realize the effects of colonialism that are present today then how post-colonial relations affect the everyday citizen in Latin America and in the world. Um, so to conclude, we just want to thank you so much for your time and attention. Um, if you haven't done so yet, we invite you to watch Canol as it is a perfect combination of a fable-like plot with striking realism. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast.